Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show presented by KFC. I'm your host, William Liu, and just like the Raptors, the show is back to full strength. <laughs> Josh, you have returned from the other side of the world. It's good to be back. Um, first, thanks to Katie and Alex for holding it down while I was uh, gone, but yeah, it's wonderful to be home. Uh, Thailand, uh, Malaysia, Sydney, Australia, it was a wonderful time, thanks to the great people of those country. and it's hard not to be thinking about Australia now that I'm home, but um, yeah, it's great to be back. I had to talk raps. Yeah, I was going to say, so um, you have missed several games That's since true. you've been away. So I've uh, decided to catch you up on all these games. And in classic uh, Wooloo fashion, there's just going to be points. That's, I don't want to write full paragraphs. So uh, December 25th, you were away. Yeah, yeah. December I flew at like noon. It was crazy. So, you know, like many Raptors fans, dreamed of having a mm-hmm. Christmas Day game. Yeah. Um, turns out uh, we book a trip across the planet the same year that the Raptors get their first Christmas Day game. Yeah, big trader. Uh, anyway, so the Raptors hey. lost, though. I mean, you, it's okay. You found, you picked a good one to miss, man. Oh, perfect. Third game in four nights, and Jalen Brown was snapping. Jalen Brown? He had like 30. He was hitting crazy. He crossed up Ronda at least two, three times in that game. <laughs> it, it was one of those nights that just didn't have it. But Thanks. 28th, the Raptors play the Celtics again in TD Garden mm-hmm. with like a very shorthanded roster. Oh, revenge this was game. The, the revenge game, and yep. um, Tony Brothers went crazy, and you... Freaked out on him on the uh, yeah yeah I mean it wasn't just me I mean Jack Armstrong <laughs> delivered like a A plus performance there but O'Shea Brissett plays most of the fourth quarter oh my god and Pat McCaw almost has a triple double like <laughs> oh and god. not even like a Rudy Gobert triple double with screen assist did Nick Nurse walk out with the guitar and just say I told you so there is a actually pretty good open gym footage from oh, that yeah? game from yeah, that yeah. Game. anyway so that's a win December 29th, they lose OKC one point game yikes Shea was basically unstoppable he's been un- unstoppable. Uh, since I've been home. Yeah. No, he's been great. And also, Chris Paul traveled uh, on a play where he jumped up in the air with the ball, came down with it. Somehow nothing was called. Kyle Lowry snapped. No, Kyle Lowry was guarding him, swatted the ball. The ball was temporarily loose. Anyway, at at worst, it should be a jump ball. You can't jump up and down with the ball. Uh, It wasn't called, and Chris Paul, whatever. It's it's a loss. (laughs) Then, Christmas Eve, or not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, um, it's Cleveland. So, obviously, it was a win. (laughs) A win. I barely watched that game. And uh, Kevin Love threw a tantrum. On the he, court? He, He's yeah, been throwing tantrums. That was the one that, well, probably the last one he, he did. You know what he's doing today? Listen to that Eminem album. <laughs> While rewatching The Joker? Exactly. He's like, man, I really identify with The Joker, me, a hundred, an extremely handsome NBA champion with $300 million. Yeah. Uh, January 2nd, they lose to Miami. This, well, this one, game, everybody lost their mind. They like yeah. shot uh, like O of 40 or something. It's literally the worst three-point shooting <laughs> Outing by the Raptors in franchise history. Six of 42 from three. That's pretty Kyle crazy. and Fred alone combined for like 23s and made uh, attempts and hit like three. <laughs> Their best three-point shooter that night was OG Anunoby. That's not a good sign. 
Uh, but they bounced back. Yeah. They beat Brooklyn on the road. It was Rondé's birthday. And That's also nice. Kyle Lowry punked the whole team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing this on Twitter as well. People were like, oh, don't poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, well, So he, he, like, had a crazy fourth quarter or something? He just punked the crowd. I mean, okay. he got into a fight with Jared Allen when Kyle Lowry almost pulled the Kevin Love move oh. on a rebound. And then that's when the bear was poked. Really, the, bulk per, the, the bear poked himself is, is what happened the there. The bear? Uh, <laughs> uh, January 7th, it's a loss to Portland. I don't know how they lost this game. Carmelo had a great game, but also oh, the Raptors yeah. led for all but 17 seconds. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. One of those games. Yeah. Did yeah. Dame have like a great fourth quarter or something? He did. He oh. did. Yeah. He yeah, that's the thing. A bunch the Portland of... Trailblazers team's bad, but Damian Lillard can still like put up 17 in the fourth quarter and just win. It's like, yeah. what happened? Oh, Dame scored 18 in the last... Ten minutes. Well, yeah, and he was hitting like thirty-five footers exclusively. And then the last game you missed, January eighth, the Raptors win back to back. They go to Charlotte. Actually, a surprisingly lit game. They won in overtime. Overtime in Charlotte. Yes, I know they were shorthanded. Let's be real, oh, but they yeah, made a yeah, big yeah. comeback in the fourth quarter. The bench almost blew it. The starters come back in, and then Terrence Davis has a career game. And also, Pat McCaw has like eleven assists. Oh, I remember. That. And Serge like screwed up down the stretch. Yeah, but then he came in big in overtime. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Had the game-winning free throw. So there you go. You're all caught up. So great thing about uh, being on the other side of the planet, the games comes on in the morning. So I've seen some things. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't watch anything before right. New Year's. Um, Were you listening to the Raptors Over Everything podcast presented by KFC on the beach? Um, one time I did, yeah. We, okay. have, like, we had, like, one solid beach today where we just, you know, sat around and read books. Yeah. And I listened to the Brooklyn podcast. Yeah. Um, well, that does it for the the little recap. So excellent. As always, we're going to take your phone calls. You can yeah. hit us up at four one six two six three eight two nine seven four one six two six three eight two nine eight. Let's get to our first caller. All right, Samir from uh, Toronto. You're on the line with me and Will. Samir, how's it going? Samir. Oh, did we lose you, Samir? All right, stay on the line. Um, in the meantime, we have. Kasim from New York. Kasim, are you there? Hello. Kasim from New York City. How's it going? Wow. I guess people are like, wait, where's where's Alex Wong? I'm trying to run it back. Not talk to Josh. I Hello? can't blame them, though. Anybody? Hello. 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 Wow. That's cold world. Well, all right. So this is, uh, I mean... This is unfortunate, but this is, is why we, we stack uh, pre-prepared uh, you know, segments. It, you know, it's a great thing to do. Yeah. We can debut the KFC hotline. All right. This is early. But yeah, so uh, a new feature on the uh, live call-in show. If you don't have the time to call in live, which let's be real, I mean. It's hard to do. Between 3.30 and 4.30 is a hard window to get into. But uh, yeah, if you if you would like to be part of the show, but you can't call in live, what you can do is uh, direct message the Instagram account of Yahoo Sports Canada. You can leave a voicemail, and uh, we will play a couple of the select voicemails. All right. So the first one that we have, we'll talk about. I can't even remember which one's which, so let's just hit play. Norman Powell is a... just wanted to know, do you think Norman Powell is a valuable trade asset since he'd been playing, I mean just out of his mind basketball as of late or should we just write out the rest of his contract hit me up thanks uh, thanks to you i don't know who that was or where he called from yeah i mean i didn't select that one either <laughs> but um yeah i mean that is a it's a fair question it's totally a fair question and uh i'm of the opinion that norman powell is one of the best value players um in the league oh wow okay i would not go that far the but contract so the, the contract he's on is in that tier that there are so few players there yeah. aren't very many good players making the kind of money 
but Norm's making. He's okay. making $10 million a year and will be in that range for the next two years with team control. Right? Yep. yep. That's like Patty Mills money. And if you yeah, had to he's... ask me who would you rather have, Norm mm-hmm. Powell or Patty Mills, it's like it's not even close. Yeah. And I and I it's in that respect that I think that uh Norm Powell is such a valuable trade asset. Because he's on a ex like a contra- there's all these guys making a ton of money mm-hmm. and all these young guys making nothing. Yeah. And I feel like every contract in that nine to sixteen dollar range is one ending soon. Like you look at a guy like Norm Powell who's making perfect money for any team. Right. Um but a guy like Norm he is going to be He's like making Terrence Davis money, or Terrence, Terrence Ross money. I'd much rather have him than Terrence Ross. Yeah. Um, I guess the only question really is whether other teams are buying this from Norm. Because it's, it's kind of weird to call it a hot stretch. I mean, he's played 29 games this season. He's shooting 51% from the field, 51% from three. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. It's hard to stay hot over the whole year, especially yeah. after you've been hurt and then you come back and you're still as hot. Absolutely. So um, I think it depends on whether other teams sort of see and buy the change. But uh I mean, I'm kind of cool with either, to be honest. I, I think, um, you know, regardless, I think what Norm has done is played himself into being an asset. And yeah. I don't think there's necessarily as much of a need to clear his contract as there was before. And I think the reason I'm so, um, I believe so strongly he's an asset, because he's played himself into an asset of which there are very few players at that dollar who sure. are assets. Yeah. Like, Jeremy Lamb isn't really somebody you trade for. No. You no. wouldn't really trade for, look, I'm looking at them now. Andre Robertson, TJ Warren, maybe. Myers Leonard, no. Yeah, eh, maybe. Tony Snell, no. I, why would anybody? Sadoransky is, is. Yeah, Corey Joseph. Josh Kelly. Richardson. Like, there's not, not really any of these guys are like, are, are. I think you could pair Norm with a decent draft pick and mm-hmm. pull back an upgrade because he's that useful. Right. Anywho, right. Samir should be back on line one. Samir, please be there. Hello, Samir. You're on the line with me and Will. Samir from Toronto? Bro, where are you at? What's going on? Samir. Hello? I don't think he's there. All right. Well, it's unfortunate. Let's see if we have uh, Vin from Alberta. Vin, are you there? Vin from Alberta, are you there? It sounds like you're close. All right. Well, we had um, that first call about Pat- Pascal or about. Uh... It's all right. Let's hit. Let's hit, take the next call from the <laughs> KFC all right. hotline. What do you think Pascal Siakam could add to his game, um, tangibly, in order to become a better overall superstar player? Mm. Um, whether that be tighter handles or longer range on his three point shot, anything. That's a good question. Will, do you want to start? I have a fairly simple answer. I feel like you have. Yeah, I think he should just work. I mean, if he can get to the point where he's an elite off-the-dribble player, um, then uh, I think that would would help his game a lot. I mean, there's other things you could talk about. I think his playmaking is something that could... uh, you know that that could something be useful because like if you look at it, a guy who uses that many possessions, generally speaking, will create something for other players as well. Yeah. And uh, Pascal's not a bad passer. Pascal's not an unwilling passer, no, but no. he's still right now most of the offense he's creating is for himself. So, um, you know, it's it just. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, so that's what I want. That's what I want to see from Pascal. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd yeah. be excellent to see him become a more capable ball handler. I think uh-huh. once he's able to take guys off the dribble, it would be um, amazing. It's what it's the last thing that yeah. He's and he's already kind of occasionally doing it. That's yeah, yeah. Like he had that nice move against OKC where he he posts up against Chris Paul, spins past Chris Paul, and then does like a euro step in the lane and finishes calmly. And I'm just like, that's amazing. Yeah. We can't just take that for granted. That's a really nice move. I guess it would be f- no. Uh, like I like to think it would be fun to see him become like a lockdown defender, pick up the at the team's best player at half court. But I don't, he's he's a great defender in space. He's a great team concept defender. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be fun to see. I just like when Pascal does Pascal things and, you know, is long and wily and somebody's running on the floor here. It's an active day um, at the office. Yeah, very. But, all right. Let, let's try Samir one more time. All right. It's, it still says Samir's still there, man. All right. Let's see. Samir, you are on the yeah, line. Oh, hey. Oh, my God. Bro, he's we've here. been trying to talk to you for the last five minutes. No, I'm kidding. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, all on, good anyway. it's on our end. Don't worry. What's going on, man? What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to get your opinion on uh, when Fred comes back, should Norm or him start? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think Norm should start. I think he's more confident. There's less pressure on him. Um, he has better players around him. And uh, also, I think Fred could stabilize the second unit. So. Mm. Well, I'm pretty clear about where I stand on this, man. Yeah, I, I'd rather right, Fred start. But you know what, though? Norm has played it so well. He's played so well. It's, it's undeniable a- how well Norm has played to the point where I'm just like, you know what? He's a real chase. And, like, I'm not really upset if either one starts. Yeah. I would personally prefer Fred still. And I think it's easier for them long-term-wise. And, you know, Fred's a free agent. Norm is under contract. To have Fred start? Yeah. Because you're not alienating a guy before you let him go to free agency unrestricted. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but you also don't play a guy into – play a guy out of what your ability to pay him. I mean – It's the, it's like – I think it's, it's I think he's, very I think he's bad. What it's his very bad is. for Fred to come off the bench. I, I just, it, I just it think it's a harder seat. sell, man. Oh, no, yeah. It's, no, there's no way he's not going to be pissed off contract. with that offer. There's uh, no, another thing is Fred is in a contract year, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at the numbers as a, as starters, they're not that different. Obviously, Fred plays a different role, but Fred's averaging 18 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists. Shooting percentage is the big difference. Fred is shooting 39% from the field and 37% from three, so that's, the three-point percentage is good. But yeah. um, if you compare it to Norm as a starter this year, um, Norm is averaging 17 points, 4 rebounds, only 2 assists. Obviously, it's a different role. They're just yeah. different players. But uh, Norm is shooting 52% from the field and 44% from three. So it's just uh, he's been more efficient. And those numbers scoring. don't really change when he comes off the bench. But his... Yeah. Yeah, I... I think I, it's a confidence thing. I also think that like having Norm's bad defense in the starting lineup matters less than having it in the... Coming off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Right? I don't know. It's like people, people destroy Norm on his D. I know it's, he makes mistakes and stuff, but he's, he's, not, fine. he's a pretty good defender. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's a good on-ball defender. He's pretty bad in space. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's true. That's true. Fred is a better defender, but yeah, you know, yeah. that's. But Fred is also. Don't you just, think it's a hard sell though to, to tell? It's Fred an impossible sell to Fred. It's it will make him yeah. upset. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Fred's gonna make like um, six more then, ASMR commercials for this. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing, uh, Patrick McCaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. look, I'm not gonna go. Honestly, I think some of the fans are too hard on him. Like he's a pretty good player, <laughs> you think? and all that stuff. But what does he have on Nick? I like. I don't know. Like. Disney, like, 
is it like he knows what really happened between uh, him and Dwayne Casey, Nick Nurse and Casey? <laughs> Why would he know that? that? Pat McCaw doesn't know. <laughs> doesn't know. No, I'm just playing. I know I'm playing. But, but seriously, like, mm-hmm. it's getting a little bit out of control. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... I mean, it's not really that out of control. Nick Nurse likes to play with multiple point guards. One of his point guard, his better point guard, is injured, mm-hmm. so he's playing his other one. Yeah, this is the third string. How about Terrence Davis? I mean, Terrence Davis is a stud. Like. He is Terrence? and he isn't though. Let's be real about Terrence Davis. He doesn't bring it every okay. single night. Yeah. Some nights he's amazing, and some nights he's just invisible. Now I'm I'm just saying most true. nights most nights Macaw is invisible. All right, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that. I would rather prefer Terrence too, but I'm just saying. First off, this Macaw thing has gone too far, man. Yeah, After the yeah, LKC yeah. game. Patrick McCaw was the number one trending topic in Canada on Twitter. <laughs> they won the game. What the hell are we not doing, man? Of him either. No, not and it's and like yes, I get it. They blew the lead, but damn, man, it wasn't yeah. just him on the floor. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's like, true. come on, man. What are we even doing over here? We're ruining. We're, we're, we're like just completely spoiled if yeah. we're focused that much on it. Yes, it's a perplexing point, and you can get rid of it. Yeah. But it's also a problem that obviously fixes itself when Fred comes back. Yeah, it's true. If he's still playing twenty-five minutes a game. Somehow, when Fred is back in the lineup, which is pretty much not possible with all the minutes uh, that are supposed to be going around, then, yeah, maybe we can make him the number one trending topic. But, damn, like, this is just, it's too far, man. Come on. What are we even yeah, doing? We won the game. It was a great win. They did win the game. Yeah. So, anyway. anyway. Samir, thanks for the call. Yeah, I appreciate you holding yeah, on, thanks, man. All right. Be good. Yeah, have a good weekend, guys. All right. Peace. Great. And now, we'll uh, back to back. We have Vin Baker in Alberta. Vin, you are on line two with Will and I. Yo, what up, what up, people? Yo, what's good? Yo, first of all, Will Lou got a bigger forehead than, oh, got a bigger head, yo, than all of Dixon's foreheads combined. Oh, oh, my God. First of all. Yo, come on, man. Yo, yo, I, Matt Love, though, Matt Love. Yeah. Though. One of my favorite podcasts you did was after we lost to uh, Cleveland, Game 1, 2018. Oh, the way man. You just went in, yo. Yo, big shout out. I, I've been listening since, yo. But, yo. <laughs> First of all, man, I got to say a couple things, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Norman Powell real quick, man. Okay, Norman let's do Powell, it. Norman Powell, man, he gets kind of he gets some hate from Raptor fans. You know, obviously it's turning around a little bit because he's playing really well. Yeah, yeah. But Raptor fans, I'm sure you guys have touched this in the past. They have this thing with young players. So we all thought Norm was like D Wade in like 2016 <laughs> in the playoffs, and then we hyped that shit up, and yeah. then he came through the following year with the Bucks and all that, and everything mm-hmm. was incredible. And then he kind of just stayed who he was for a while until, like, I would say this year he's been a little more consistent, mm-hmm. although he's just hitting shots for the most part. Defense is still whatever. But I'm telling you right now, when OG is the same player as he is right now, just a little more refined, two years from now, all those cute OG, you know, not ans- one-word answers, not going to be so damn cute anymore. Whoa. Raptor fans mm-hmm. going to turn on him. I'm just telling you right now. But I, 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 thought, OG, I thought they were going to do that man. this year, to be honest. And yeah. luckily, yeah, yeah. OG has been he playing has really improved. well. So he has improved. But that is the so thing. You guys think just... about this. Where does this come from with Raptors fans? I think it's worse than any we're, other. We're just jaded, team. man. We're just jaded. Like if you, I mean, I'm sure you well, watched the team for a while. No, but we we, we drafted we drafted three two guards who are very solid offensive players who are bad defenders and who don't play a very modern style of basketball. And Demar Derozan, Terrence Ross, and now Norman Powell. I think people are just sort of feel a little seasick with one of these guys who play these similar um, two-point oriented games. Norm Powell's just been a better three-point shooter than either of those guys were in their uh, ten years as Raptors. Yeah, I'll explain. I just, I think, look, to your point about Raptors fans being, like, generally more pessimistic than usual, uh, 
I, I think it's one of those things where if you have like a really rough childhood, you're just kind of like it just carries with you. Even it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you end up doing as an adult. Yeah. Just always be jaded and going to carry with you. Like, think about how rough Raptors fans have had it as a franchise, right? Like, just like people not taking it seriously. Yeah. People like all these star players leaving, dissing the franchise. I mean, even low key, Kawhi leaving after a championship is kind of a slap in the face a little bit too. So, if you just think about it, like, yeah. there's just always, always this angst that, like, honestly, kind of defines Raptor fandom. Yeah. And, and so people just kind of like, even the one things, when times are good, like when you're a damaged person, even when times are good, you're still going to find a way to screw that up somehow. That, yeah. I think that's what Raptor fans do with yeah. some of the players. And I do think that many fan bases would be really happy with a guy like Norman Powell, who. Of course. Is Dude, a, he's a second round pick and he's, and he's making like $10 million right now and he's, yeah. he's giving you 20 points on he's like 10 shots star, every yeah, day. Yeah, starting quality player. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, facts, man. What was your second question? I got. I got one more thing, and I got no side real topic, real comment, and I'm good, yo. But I appreciate the call, guys. But, yo, first of all, second of all, yo, man, what's up with all this trade Serge Ibaka stuff, man? Serge is like, I know the on-off numbers, people mm. like to point to that. Yeah. He's generally been an impact player. Like, low-key, yeah. if you look at the numbers, he was more impactful than Gasol for, like, most of the playoffs last year. But I know this year it's been whatever, but yeah. could we not trade Serge Ibaka, man? Like, come on, man. I think the only reason people want to trade Serge is that he's unlikely to be retained by the team next year, and you could get something for him. Yeah, there's, I that's probably it. To be there, honest, like there's nothing about his play or the immense like Serge Ibaka will be a Toronto legend for the rest of his oh yeah life. Like what a wonderful personality. Yeah, um, it's just that he's a valuable asset, and I don't know Serge Ibaka might want to be traded to a team that could compete or, you know, provide him things that he might not get here. He's just he's. On a team with not that many tradable assets, Serge Ibaka is one of them. Yeah. And also, people just need to indulge in trade season and make content. So that's pretty much it. I think people just, like, get used to, like, they like, honestly, they like playing with the ESPN trade machine. Yeah, who doesn't? But realistically, it's not like Serge is a problem. We don't need to trade Serge. There's no need to trade him at all. So, yeah. And, you know, respect Serge, man. I mean, like, I was just watching the 26-3 comeback. Game six, mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. Serge that's was my, on the floor for all that. That's my favorite game in Raptors history. Serge was amazing in that game. He was great. Yeah, so respect Serge, man. Toronto legend forever. Yo, for real, man. Big shout out to Serge, man. I, I watch that 26-3 run once a week. Yo, yo appreciate, <laughs> the, appreciate the call, guys. Yo, Will Lou, yo, I'm glad he stopped stealing content from Real GM, man. Big shout out. <laughs> yo, shout out Real GM. I don't want any beef with Real GM anymore, man. It's, it's enough. Right, I yo, appreciate the forum. All right. all right, be good. Jesus Christ! He called out. How he was in Alberta? I have no idea. He sounded like no. He sounded like he's from West Toronto. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, now we have TV from Scarborough to talk about the rotation. TV, welcome to the show. Uh, hello. Hello. Hi. Um, Did I get your name right? Yeah, it's TV. Perfect. TV. Pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure having you. Uh, um, okay, guys. So I know the playoffs are kind of far away, but. Um, I was just wondering what, how do you guys think the the rotation might uh, play out? Because currently, I can see I see well, Fred's not Fred's not playing right now, so they're kind of I don't know playing like a what, eight man rotation. Yeah, nine man. Yeah, nine. Um, um, so once Fred comes back, we we know top seven is going to be starting five plus Ibaka and and Norm. Um, if they don't do any trades, of course. Um, well, how do you guys think Nick's going to have the rotation? I mean, the top seven's pretty clear, as you yeah. said. 
Um, and then it's really just about finding who else fits around that. I think, honestly... It's Matt Thomas. <laughs> Matt Thomas will have his moment. He He'll really have, will. Because he's someone who yeah. can run out with any... He can be in a five-man unit. But, yo, Matt Thomas playing playoff defense? That hurts me. Yeah, it's kind of scary. That scares me a lot. I just... I, remember, I remember J.J. Reddick? Okay, but can you can, but like, you way can worse. see the where the Raptors go up seven, Matt Thomas comes in with the second unit, then the Raptors are up 18 and the game's over because he goes... What, has that even happened in the regular season? No, yet? but it's what the, that's what he's around for. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, Matt Thomas is around to blow games open. I actually think honestly Boucher could play a bit of a role. Oh yeah, so I think defensively, true. especially if you because they've been experimenting now with Boucher playing at, at, a little bit at four as well. Yeah. He's played a lot of five obviously this season because they've been injuries with both Serge and Mark. Yeah. But I actually do think that if he played a little bit more at four, I think he could be really impactful there. Defensively, yeah. he's really showing me that he can defend on the perimeter. He, I mean, he jumps at everything. But aside from that, like he really is an impactful guy. His athleticism yeah. is off the chain, and he's like he, he really does shoot threes like at a respectable rate. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm, and he's kind of has no fear with it either. So I might even have him as like a maybe like eighth or ninth guy. Um, and then yeah, I mean Rondé, Rondé's think, tough in the playoffs because yeah. he's gonna be scheme for man. People are gonna leave him alone. They're gonna ignore him, and it's gonna hurt the offense. The they already would be trash. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then know. Terrence Davis, who you could probably play when he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, those those three guys. Chris, if Chris Boucher can, like his hands have shown up for work that day, and if <laughs> Matt Thomas and because sometimes Chris Boucher would be looking like yeah, yeah. like him Bismack Biombo Spider Man meme like who's yeah. who. It's out of control. But that's, yeah, that, Will's right. Those are the three guys who might have a shot at playoff minutes. But probably not many. Yeah, I think they're going to run the top <laughs> seven pretty hard. And they, they might even play McCaw a little bit, man. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to break it to you, but Nick Nurse <laughs> probably oh, going to play McCaw a little bit. We're going to snap. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, one more thing, though. Yeah, um, no worries. The, okay, so recently the Raptors have been having kind of like fourth quarter meltdowns, and I've I've been noticing that you know, their half-court offense is not really the best right now. Yeah. And, of course, they're, they're a very good you know, transition team. But in the playoffs, you're not going to get many transition buckets. Yep. So how do you think, like, right now they should be playing? Like, do you think they should um, – I mean, of course, transition buckets are like, the easiest way you can score. But mm-hmm. do you think they should be focusing more on, tra- on the half-court offense more? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not going to, like, intentionally slow the game down so they can practice half-court. But – um, I, I think it is one of the things that they – that's the biggest area of concern. Because I think the first half of the season is established. The Raptors can be in, are an elite defense. Yeah. They can defend pretty much any team in the league, yeah. any style that any team plays. Yeah. Like, they're good with that, right? Um, the number two defense in the NBA right now, it, it's it's everything is set. And honestly, they're so aggressive defensively nowadays that I'm like, when, it, when the time for playoffs comes, I actually trust them to maintain that defensive intensity because they've been playing with that intensity all year. That's one. That's one of the yeah. issues where, like previous seasons of the Raptors, they had like top ten defenses, but like by the numbers. But then they go into the playoffs and like it just wouldn't translate the same way. Um, offensively, yeah, that's that's been the big problem. That's been the big question, right? Is is half court offense? I think right now they need to figure out at least just in terms of just rotations, like who's going to play with who to maximize the, the the just the total amount of talent on the floor. Who has chemistry with who? And that's something that's harder to do when you don't have everyone on the floor. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's I mean it's not a I think it just comes down to a talent issue in, in a way. The Raptors don't have that much offensive talent, especially in a half court setting, to create shots at an elite level. That's my personal opinion. 
You're probably right, but I don't know. Even watching the game on Wednesday when they had everybody back or most everybody yeah. back. Oh, that was eye-opening. It was like, yeah, it was like, oh, this, they're not, it's not as bad as yeah. sort of I felt for, everybody felt for weeks. Yeah, that's true. Like, it may, they may end up with a top 15-ish offense. Like, they I, should. Oh, no. They have the they should be a They should be a top 10 offense, And if honestly. they can get there, then how, like, you have three and a half great playmakers on the court. Mm-hmm. Kind of at any moment, and yeah. with that playoff rotation, that's true. I don't. I'm not too too worried about. Yeah. Also, Pascal, offense. please continue to grow and quickly because that's that's the Raptor ceiling right there. Yeah, it Pascal. does feel also, like he's also Kyle playing at 2016 level. Yeah, this is great. This is amazing <laughs> from Kyle right now. Yeah, hopefully his back holds. Like, I, not to like, Just stop saying but this, man. I he's playing. He's still playing a lot of minutes. I yeah. know everybody's been hurt. He, but he's he, still he playing went a down guys. to 33 against uh, yeah. OKC, which is nice to see. Yeah, but you know, it's it's it's, it's he's. He's fucking old. Like, yeah, he's, we can he's, pay attention to his minutes man. and say, all right, as the calendar moves from January to February to March, in March, I'd like to see Kyle skip some games. Yeah, me too. I like, I don't think... Well, after the yeah. All-Star game, he, he, you know. he will. He should. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's. I'm just sort of... We should start to see Serge and Mark and Kyle start to get their rehab or their sort of maintenance games. Yeah. It's coming. It better come. It'll come. They, they have a pretty easy schedule in, in, in April especially, so... Absolutely. All right. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Yeah, be yeah thanks for taking the call, man. Have a great weekend. All right. All right. Man, back to back to back calls today. We have Cashton from Toronto to talk about the NBA and Oscar movies. Cashton, you are on the air with Will and I. How's it going? Hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. First off, I called in a couple weeks ago, and I made some petty remarks about DeMar DeRozan. I have to apologize to that man. Yeah. He, uh, I was at the game where he just, Absolutely murdered Chris Boucher. So, oh my to, God. sort of apologize to him one time. We haven't even seen so, Chris Boucher since that dunk. <laughs> I know he just vanished like a ghost. But um, <laughs> my question is, with the award race, you know, uh, Golden Globes, Oscars coming up right now, mm-hmm. I wanted to give, get your perspective on which NBA contenders for the title mm-hmm. most remind you of one of those movies. I have okay. a couple, but I was curious to see if there's a movie team. Marriage that you really like. Okay. What's your first one? Oh, for me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I put you on the spot. My first one is the Houston Rockets are Joker. So, Walking Phoenix, oh, James Harden, you know, yeah, really yeah. flashy performance, getting mm-hmm. lots of accolades, MVP consideration, but ultimately it's an intellectual house of cards. Like, ah. this thing comes crumbling down, and they've shoehorned in Excellent. a marketable name, so Batman, Russell Westbrook, to keep fans interested. Mm. I think mm. it's uh, it's all a sham. It's going to come crashing down on the Oscars or the NBA playoffs. That's so, pretty good. My That's pretty good. Do you have any off the top of your head? Uh, I realize I'm looking at this list. I only watch Parasite. <laughs> um, Which I'm, I'm thinking about what Parasite could I want to make up one of these on the spot. Could... It's like a small market team that ends up beating the big market teams, but then ends up being humbled as a small market team. And it kind of reminds me of the Raptors in a way. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's try one. one. Um, it's, too, it's too good a story. Could the Irishmen be the Spurs? So they're Why? Because they've been around forever? They've been around for forever. <laughs> and it takes forever they've, from the play? They have the amount of bodies or amount of uh-huh. houses painted by this team, unlike nobody else in... In, in NBA history, mm-hmm. you know, this is a team that beat Kobe, that beat LeBron, that beat uh, the Mavericks. Like, mm-hmm. one of the all-time great hit lists. 
Um, but now that they're all old, it's very sad, and nobody wants to pay attention to their stories as much as they'd like to tell them. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. I think you... you're missing the de-aging angle, though. I think, like, and this is way a little bit further back, but when Kobe was doing the blood-spinning thing in <laughs> Germany, the de-aging thing would have worked really great that, with that's the That's true, Man. yeah. Wow. The, the other one I had, you know, not that anyone cares about marriage story spoilers, but the Philadelphia 76ers are marriage story. Oh, oh yeah. So Pen- impending it's, divorce. It's bound to happen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and it's no one's fault, really. You know, you know Ben Simmons on his own, yeah. kind of interesting person, quirky, fast-paced, kind of the ScarJo role. <laughs> Joel Embiid, kind of grumpy. You know, doing the Adam Driver thing. Mm. It's it, I could go into the whole plot. It's very, it's eerily similar mm. to what's going to happen with uh, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. But uh, yeah, those are the two. The, oh, the last one though was especially in light of all like SLC dunk. You know, someone please pay attention to the Utah Jazz thing. Yeah. The Lighthouse uh, <laughs> is Utah Jazz. There's no one's seen that movie. <laughs> I've heard really, really good things. I have another one. Uh, well, all the good things about the Utah Jazz, too. Could but, the Nets know. be Jojo Rabbit? Like, there's a guy, we all kind of hate him, he has an imaginary <laughs> friend who we haven't seen. Um, wow. I think that one might work. Uh, yeah, we have... That comparison, yeah. though. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I can't think of any other ones. But that was, that was really fun. Yeah, that's pretty good. You should um, make this a listicle and tweet it out. I'll give you a retweet. And we'll, yeah. with the real following, we'll complete it. Yeah. It, it's hard. Right. It's, it, the only one that really stood out once you get like deep into the plot of Marriage Story, like, it, like they have a kid, Matisse Tybel, <laughs> goes go west to LA on a trade. Like it, it all, it all checks out. But oh, uh, anyway, I just want to again apologize to Demar Derozan. Yeah, you know the over. But Will, you did set the over under at three and a half years for the rest of his career. So yeah, want to. Yeah, it'll. I, I, I think over still. You think over three after he's this so year? He's so skilled, yeah. And he's and he's still pretty not that he's not that old. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, great cool. call, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Cashin. Yeah, great call. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, all right, we have Nick from Toronto to talk about a realistic trade target for your Toronto Raptors. Nick, you're on the line Hi. with me and Will. Hi. Hi, guys. Hello. Pleasure to be here. First time. First time caller, long time listener, you know, that kind of stuff. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so just wanted to talk about some realistic trade targets for the Raptors. You know, guys that the Raptors can go after that won't cost too much, mm. but that would fit the team really, really well, especially with the, uh, the system that we play. So I had three guys in mind. Okay. Uh, the first one is not so realistic, but I just think it's the most ideal fit. Uh, so the first one is Drew Holiday. I just think he would fit the Raptors perfectly. Uh, I know he's a, probably a little bit difficult Love to get. Uh, I know the Pelicans are doing really well right now on the backs of Lonzo and Ingram. Yeah, they're balling right now. They're, they're playing so yeah. well. Yeah, they really are. They're playing both playing so well. But Drew Holiday would fit so perfectly with yeah. the Raptors. Mm, and okay. I just, I'm just hoping he acts for a trade so we can make oh, a move on it. Okay. The other two are Langston Galloway and Jay Crowder. Oh, man, that's a big uh, drop-off. Holy crap. That was not expected. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, yeah, I know. But I just think, I just yeah. think those guys, especially Jay Crowder, mm. uh, per, a really good 3 and D guy, uh, especially with the Raptors' system defense, mm. I think he would have fit in really, really well. He can come off the bench and hopefully take all of Patrick McCaw, uh, McCaw's minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, I just think those three guys are real realistic trade targets that we can go after, you know, no more Drummond or anything like that. Yeah. Well, that Drummond stuff really died down because it seemed like he was going to the Hawks and then the Hawks traded for Jeff T. Yeah, that, what, Jeff what the Teague, hell yeah. was that? So they traded <laughs> – yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> that, I don't know. They needed they need a back. Was it, he was there. I guess. I guess they missed him? Jeff T got they traded – which yeah, for the pick that became trade. Torian Prince, and then they traded Torian Prince for Alan Crabb, and then they traded Alan oh, Crabb for Jeff Teague. Yeah. I guess they needed a back it's like that. It's like that Mario song. They, they like, do. If, you, like if it's true out. love, if you let it go, they'll come back to you. Oh, man. Um, I don't really like any of these trade um, targets. Yeah. I really like Drew Holiday, and I think it would. I always kind of. I really don't think the Pelicans are going to let him go. I think yeah, the Pelicans are they, really yeah, like, maybe we want to actually do something this year, which is kind of funny yeah. to me. But with Zion coming back, and they're like within striking distance of a playoff spot, like it's not that bad. They've been having yeah, some maybe, pretty impressive results maybe. recently. Yeah, but they, yeah, and they they need Drew Holiday. It's yeah, he he isn't going to be available. I think he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. And like a cool dude, like you know, yeah, details of personal life that we know are he sounds great yeah um but yeah he's two-way player as well yeah i mean he's, yeah he's just i don't think he's i don't think he's available here's the thing i, I want the raptors to get either i mean i don't really it's just another shot creator is that is that you know i mean someone who could do a little bit of everything what i want the raptors to do is find a team with a recent high draft pick that they're not playing nearly enough mm. and trade Marcus All for DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. That'd be hilarious. Uh, that'd be like, it'd be, that would, yeah. I, I would like, I would. That's, that's a weird move to rake right now. I, know, never but I want a prospect. In, I want another prospect in this funnel. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't really want to see an established guy. It's just not what I'm up for. I'd like to see somebody with real sort of ability and talent mm. come into the organization and see what. Yeah. They, they could do that in the offseason, man. We're trying to win. Yeah, We're trying to win again. Trying yeah, to go exactly. back to back. And if they do that, they need a playoff minister prospect. They need a small forward who can create a little bit. There's like none of them. like Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> oh, it would be great if we had Kawhi Leonard. Ooh. We're guaranteed to win the championship this year. Kawhi, why did you leave? I know. Right? You could have just take the whole season off. And yeah, we would have won Kawhi the championship. Wins the championship you could have just spend the whole year in Los Angeles. <laughs> just come back. Just come back for Even the playoffs. Really, just meet us in the finals. Meet us in the finals. Exactly. Exactly. You're gonna guard LeBron. You're gonna have to be fresh as hell because you haven't played basketball in ten months, and yeah. it's gonna be all good. No, that's true. Anyway, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, Nick. Have a yeah, good weekend. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, Enjoy your weekend. Ooh, okay, and then uh, do you want to do some of the comments, or do you want to? No, let's let's power through. We're in a good we're in a groove, good groove right now. All right, we have Hosier from Hamilton to talk about COTY. Hosier, how's it going? Uh, oh, it's, it's Ozer from Hamilton. Ozer, it's Ozer. Yeah, bro. No, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's going? On? Yo, Ozer, I'm not going? gonna lie. They killed your name. They, they spelled they, your... <laughs> they spelled your name like Nikola Jokic. No, they they spelled oh, your name like that guy who sang "Take Me to Church." <laughs> oh yeah. No, with a uh, with. H, that's fine. <laughs> no, uh, it's okay. Yeah. But you want to talk about Coach of the no, Year? No, Who's no, there? How are you doing? No, are you driving? No, yeah, I'm still driving. Right. <laughs> you got your winter tires on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's no no winter, all seasons. Okay. That's not – Ontario winters are too serious for that. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> all right. All right. How's it going, guys? Good, good. How you doing, man? Doing all right. Uh, all right. So I just wanted to ask you guys – in the beginning of the season, you know how you guys did that show before the season started? Mm-hmm. If if someone said uh, Norman Powell, Kyle Lowry, Gasol, Siakam, Van Vliet, uh, who else am I missing? Uh, 
Ibaka, and we'll add Pat McCaw in there too, and Stanley Johnson. If they miss eight-plus games through the halfway mark of the season, uh-huh. Raptors would be basically have the exact same record as the Clippers. Would you guys believe that or no? No, that's hard to believe. It is. Just because the depth on the roster does not necessarily warrant a team staying afloat. Well, also preseason, Nick Nurse was saying, like, what am I doing with Rondé and Stanley? These guys are bums. (laughs) Yeah, straight up. They're like, they're defenders and they don't defend. Yeah, and Terrence Davis was supposed to be in the G League. Like, nobody's signing this kind of Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's crazy how, like, Nick Nurse can, honestly, nine of the nine players that were championship, you know, on the championship uh, minutes, we're all injured or gone. And Nick Nurse is taking, as you said, a bunch of, not bums, but like... You yeah, know, unproven. Players, obviously, yeah. And being the fourth seed, that's that's great. I think Nick Nurse should get like at least second in Coach of the Year. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, should be first, man? Yo, yeah. look at Eric Spolstra is winning. I oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alright, I wouldn't be mad, true. man. You know, Asian excellence and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Nick well, at worst should be two. But I, I would pick him as one, to be honest, man. First of all, I don't really – I want to see if Miami can do this all season. I just want to know. I just want to know. They always get schemed out in the playoffs. Are they going to finish with 48 wins again? I'm not entirely sure. It's a long history of Jimmy Butler teams finishing with 48 wins or lower. Um, and then the second thing is just like, also, man, like Nick Nurse, like I just didn't think he got the proper respect that he did last year uh, for a guy who won the championship as a rookie coach. Because it wasn't like the Raptors were this like super team. It wasn't a Steve Kerr yeah. situation. The Ra- they had to he Nick Nurse had to pull out some real moves to get them to win the championship. So yeah, um, I want to see if we get that recognition. And honestly, me and Alex have been saying this since like pretty much mm, early November. Nick Nurse is right. Hashtag Nick Nurse is right. It's an unfortunate hashtag, but we're going with that apparently. Um, but yeah, he's he's right. He's right for Coach of the Year. Yeah, you people. No, are no, right about I that I, totally, oh, I totally agree with you. I think he was. Because he had Kawhi on his team, uh, uh-huh. he got mistakenly, like, you know, like, Steve Kerr, even though like, he has star players on his team, I think Nick Nurse has done a better job with role players than Steve Kerr has done with role yeah. players. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Steve Kerr is co- coaching a G League team right now, but... Yeah. But even but even with good. that, you, you got so many star players, right? Mm. So, star players are the main reason why... It's like Mike Brown. Why did Mike Brown win Coach of the Year? Because of LeBron. Mike Brown got fired from three teams in the last, what, 10 years? And they were all Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got fired nine games in with the Lakers. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have Kobe on the team, so it's not yeah. like you don't have a star player. That's some true. Some people know how to coach, some people don't. Yeah, no, this is not a Ty Lue situation. This is, you know, Nick Nurse is a damn good coach, and he... Yeah. I, I would say he's already, a, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the second half of the season. But with the way things are going, he's at worst top three, which is pretty impressive. But I really do think he has a good case on number one, man. Because yeah, Miami hasn't know, had to I deal with injuries like the Raptors have. Like, yes, Miami's case exactly, is impressive. Exactly. They're young, whatever. Exactly. No one expected them. But still, they're healthy all year. Yeah, no, it to, I know. National media is dying to do something nice for Billy Donovan, though. Because he was that great college coach, and then he came to the league, and then he was immediately doo-dooed on by everyone he coached. Bill Donovan has the, the widow's peak from uh, Lions King. I also oh, think Mike Malone has a shot. Like, Sure. People, no, I don't think so. It's, I a, big, think it's a good Snyder redemption is, but... story. Quint, Quint's not, but that team's not that good. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, give it to Nick Nurse, man. I, it, yeah, I do think Nick Do the Nurse, right thing. Nick Nurse yeah. winning games with Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis. Yeah, yeah it's, it, is, right. it is true. All right. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Thanks man. The Drive call. safe. Right. Drive safe. All, All right. right. Take care, man. Be good. Do you think he plays break from Toronto every time? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, okay. Um, we have Meninder to talk about uh, the traits. Or after no, operator. All right. All right. Bye bye. That's okay. All right. Um, well, we have a lot of we have a lot of comments to get we to. We do have a lot of comments to get to. Um, yeah, let's go there right now. So from Jurassic, Marcus Laws are gasoline to our fast break offense. Okay. Yeah, he's a great outlet passer. This just reminds me of the great Daddy Yankee song. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's a great outlet passer and he's a great defender. One of the most important things about getting on the fast break is getting a stop. Mark yeah, Saul's very good at getting, getting a stop. Uh, another one, McCaw is our Ben Simmons. Fact. <laughs> okay. What's there to argue about? Well, I mean, Ben Simmons was first overall and the Sixers waited a whole year for him. Meanwhile, we got Pat McCaw for free. And, exactly. You know. Exactly. But who got more rings, though? Exactly. Yeah. Pat McCaw. I'd rather Pat McCaw shoot a three than uh, Ben Simmons. I agree. That's, that's something. <laughs> that is something. <laughs> Next one. Surge is committing too many fouls. Unnecessary fouls when things get tight. Um, is it? Is he always in foul trouble? Not necessarily. But, I mean, I think this might be uh, a reference to, at the end of that Charlotte game, which you were not here for, but the Raptors were up one. Mm-hmm. And the, the Hornets had the ball. They're trying to inbound the ball. And Serge Ibaka pulled on someone's jersey. And got called for, uh, you know, just uh, before the play foul. So they got a one shot and the ball, and they tied the game. Completely changed the scenario of the game. Really, really dumb foul. Oh, yeah, that is a pretty but, dumb foul. But, you know, to Serge's credit, he also made up for it. So. So, I don't know. I like Serge. Serge is the guy who takes a little bit off the table but puts a ton on. And I don't really mind. I, I think it's fun. Like, yeah. We talk a lot about this team being like an entertainment product. Serge is one of the more entertaining players the Raptors Most. 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 Incredible content, really. Yeah. Uh, Tim Kim, wow, that's a that's a crazy name. <laughs> Tim Kim is a crazy name. That's, Timothy Kimothy. That's what that's up? sick. Um, who do you think should get the last shot in close games? I love Kyle, but I don't believe he's clutch in the last shot attempts. Hard for him to make his own shot at his size. Thoughts? Yeah, man. Yeah, fair. That's, that's fair. It's but not, you're not going to give it to Norm Powell, who's probably. Hey, man, he had that game winner against Chicago. I know that. I think that was Norm, an ugly I, game. I think Norm Powell's kind of the answer. Like he's big. He's a good three point shooter. Mm. He can finish pretty well. Like if it's not like that, it's you can't do it. He should be on the floor, really. <laughs> yeah. If you if you need a basket, <laughs> I'm probably going with Mark, Cal, uh, Fred, Norm, and Pascal. Yeah. Sorry, OG. Even though OG's been hitting a lot of crazy buzzer beaters of yeah, late. And sorry, Serge, who's like one yeah. of the most gifted players in the lane. But mm. he's, I don't know. Uh, DP23, okay, all right. Uh, does the fact that Woj has linked Lowry to a move to Minnesota early in the year worry that he could potentially be traded given Minnesota's need for a point guard? Um, I mean, can we have Towns? Yeah, yeah, there's, they don't really have a We're not trade. trading Lowry to Minnesota. Man. We're not bringing back I think, Andrew I think what they were trying to say is Minnesota needs a point guard. They're looking for D'Angelo Russell, and if they don't get him, they may target other point guards. But that does not mean the Raptors will surrender franchise icon. Kyle yeah, just because you want him doesn't mean you'll get him. Yeah. Tell me the truth. <laughs> uh, pain chasing, pain causing samurai. Mm. Who for the wrench do you see developing into a starter? That's a good question. I like um, that one. Davis maybe one day. I think Davis could be a starter. Yeah, starting two guard. He that's, shoots the ball really well. That's it. What? That's, that's it. Only, like 
Yeah. Assuming we're not talking about the Norm Fred thing, because we, we talk about that every B- week. Boucher? No. Yeah. He's right. 27 years old. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to one of our favorites, Kate, Kate. Line one, line one. Kate, welcome back to the show. Oh no, Kate. Oh, we got we got hype. We got hype, and now we jinxed it. Kate, are you here? All right, we'll double back to Kate. All right. Um, we have Albert from Vancouver to talk about controversy. Are we going to talk about the impeachment trial? What do you think? Houston Astros or impeachment? What do you think? Yo, the Astros story is incredible. An incredible story. It's actually an incredible Every story. Detail it's about made it. me care about baseball again. That yeah. and also the Jay signing an Asian guy. Yeah. Who looks kind of like me. I'm not going to even go away. You guys have the same, you know, head. <laughs> um, okay, but let's talk to Albert in Vancouver. Albert, how's it going? Hello? Kate. Hi. Oh, whoa. We, we crossed our lines. It's okay. Welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. What's going on? Not too much. How's uh, how's the day going? Have you guys been? Has there been a lot of firing up the trade machine today, or what? Of course. Uh, Do you not, want not Drew Holiday or who is the other Langston guy? Galloway? Langston. Guys, <laughs> Langston, Langston Galloway, Galloway got robbed. It's not happening. Like there's, it's just not. I just don't see that happening. Um, and listen, any trades that somebody and I'm not sure who what the options are to you know what we have to give back in return, but. Any trade that gives up OG is a non-starter for me. Mm, I hear you. I've been seeing the tweets. Yeah, we have been seeing the tweets, Kate. We've been seeing the tweets. The timeline is filled with OG love. It it is pretty cleansing in a, you know, a hard time politically. (laughs) uh, So, yeah, OG's love is good. What's going on with you? How's your day been? Pretty good, guys. Pretty good. Um, You know, I wanted to – I was, you know, been – obviously on Twitter and around about the association the last week and something really stuck out at me. Um, and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. Okay. So a couple of days ago, um, JJ Reddick took to his podcast on, um, on the ringer podcast network. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he said the following, I really believe this. I think there are more guys concerned with getting a pregame fit on Instagram than they are worrying about the win and loss of a basketball game. Mm. So I got to thinking about, um, you know, our guys and their fitstagrams, and I did a little bit of research. You might be surprised to find out. <laughs> Not anymore, Kate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the results might be surprising, or they might not be surprising. Okay. This is great. This is like one of those ads you don't want to click on. Yeah, it's the results will shock you. All right, let, let's let's click. <laughs> okay. So I analyzed statistics from three different uh, segments, okay? I looked at the guys' Instagrams themselves. Yep. I looked at the Raptors' Instagram, so the fit that they post yep. on Instagram. And, and for this, because there's like 10 fits that they post, um, I went with either fits that were – Singly posted from mm. a game, right? Um, or from uh, the um, you know, kind of the plane, the plane runway. Oh yeah, that's that's, um, that's a special place. Only the ones that made the main feed. Obviously, I can't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and for purposes of this, I just took the one that was the very first photo, so the lead photo. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then I also analyzed league fit. Um, okay. As well. Okay. I'm looking at some of them now. Some unbelievable looks. (laughs) 
Oh, they're great. They're great. I only went with the Raptors. Yeah. So, um, insofar as the, you know, it will come as no surprise, um, the Raptor leading in both Raptors uh, fits and league fits is Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Come on. Um, with 32% of the, uh, for both categories, actually, oh. 32% of the Raptors wow. fits That's are Serge fits, and 32% of the league fits are uh, Serge fits. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he looks good. A There's third of league fits is Serge Ibaka? He's... No, 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 not a third of, oh. a third of Raptors. third of Raptors league yeah, yeah. fits. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So there's 22 league fit photographs from this season yeah. um, from the Raptors, and Serge has seven of those. That's really solid. Yeah, fair enough. He is basically a model. Yeah. Very high. Yeah. Um, coming in sort of in a, in a clump in second place, Pascal, Kyle, and Rondé. Huh. Um, are sort of tied in, you know, between you know, 10 and 14% um, in both categories, wraps and league fits. Yeah, Rondé makes sense. Kyle, Rondé makes Kyle wears kind of basic outfits. Yeah. Kyle well, and then, OG, Kyle, same level of drip, I find. Um, I don't know about that. OG's pretty <laughs> high on the drip scale, in my opinion. Um, in fact, I was surprised to find out how low uh OG's fits do fall on these categories, but I think it's because he doesn't like getting his photo taken. But um, Kyle had a had a had a big uh, bump up due to um, the time that he spent on the bench, and oh, uh, a lot of those photos he was actually in in with Surge. So. Oh, okay. That <laughs> but Kyle sense. was going nuts on the bench. Why did Kyle they, was going nuts? All these guys have a chain of their of their own logo. Man, when I saw Fravon Vliet had a chain as a second-year player that said Fravon Vliet on it, and it looked like the Millennium Puzzle from Yu-Gi-Oh, I just, that's, it was, That was rough. But Kyle's seven chain is the, yeah, it looks pen, good. It looks great. Yeah, it looks good. Well, it's like sort of a KL7, right? Yeah. 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 That's his, uh, cool. that was his logo, personal logo. No, it it's looks, a great logo. It looks great. Um, then, you know, we kind of have everybody else clumped in and around the bottom. Um, the one... Raptor that was not represented on League Fit was guess? Freddy. Oh, Fred oh, wasn't? He was not on League Fit. But you know who was? Matt Thomas. Drake. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> with three fits. Oh, that is so, pretty rough. I think he's, he's actually tied with Kyle, uh, Pascal, and Ronda. You know, and one could be, uh, you know, forgiven if uh, if the lay person did not know the difference between um, those two superstars. Mm. Um, so I was interested from there in taking a look at how this sort of compared to Windshare. Oh, excellent. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I'm so glad you went there. <laughs> okay. You really do go to the next level. All right. Lay it on, lay, lay it on me. And it should really come as a no surprise <laughs> um, that the Raptor with the lowest wind share is also the Raptor with the highest proportion of league fit. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Wow. All right. Oh, all right. So, so JJ Reddick was right? But he's not right about everything. Hashtag JJ Reddick is right. In an Uber. JJ Reddick can teach me nothing about etiquette in an Uber. Yeah. I shouldn't say about the lowest because the lowest is actually Stanley Johnson, who I think happen. actually tries maybe the highest. Uh, he has the highest, like, try hard of getting off fit with his uh, oh, sunglasses on the sidelines. Oh, <laughs> and they never actually land. I like his fashion. Because nobody cares. Uh, so do I. We have uh, a segment but... where we tell him what to do, not playing basketball. 
Jeez. He shouldn't be a league fit. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then you know the Raptors with the um, with the highest win shares are Kyle, Fred, and OG, and those happen to be the three Raptor or two of the three Raptors with the lowest overall Instagram presence of all. With OG with two posts per this year, and Kyle with three. Um, these are guys who are you know I don't think they're more concerned with getting a pregame fit on. Mm. Um, there's one final account that I that I analyze. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, while you could say uh, in this league that there's some basketball players that are more uh, concerned with getting a pre-game fit on Instagram than they are worrying about the win and loss of basketball games, you could also say the same about journalists. Oh, who, my God. Um, oh are my more God. concerned with getting a pre-game fit on, <laughs> mm. on Instagram mm-hmm. than they are worried about quality journalism. <laughs> right. I analyzed the will lose fits. In oh my again. god! Okay. <laughs> and there are fifteen posts, pre- fit fit posts, uh-huh. out of fifteen. <laughs> That's are just exactly specifically fit posts. Okay, one hundred percent of the fit posts on the will lose fits Instagram account mm-hmm. are of will lose Instagram fits. And so, Will, I just want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What, what what do you think of this of this of this information that you're being presented? Does this surprise you? I mean, yeah, th- that's definitely me on that account, and not someone else who is close <laughs> to me and, and puts photos of me up on the internet. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, I think honestly, it's not even that surprising to be honest. Um, no, I think there are a lot of bad teams, and a lot of bad teams have players who have nothing more to look forward to in their day. I actually do think that some people have, especially if you aren't doing that well as a basketball player, you have more probably more of an incentive to like at least become a social media become viral. Like that's like the whole it's a whole Kyle Kuzma corollary. Them at all giving like you know caring about what they wear. You know we all dress up to go to work, and if it makes you feel a little bit more confident in your day, then I think that that's a good thing. Um, But you know the 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 last thing that I wanted to mention here, just sort of on the journalism line, Mm. was uh, you know. So, J.J. Redick gave this, you know, controversial uh, take. Early, earlier this week as well, uh, Pascal had a take um, whereby he said that um, the most painful part of being out mm-hmm. for him was that he had to get dressed to sit up, sit on the bench. So, you know, he knows that Serge and them probably enjoyed it, but for him it was painful yeah. uh, that he had to find um, an outfit every single game. So this is clearly a guy that this is not the top of his mind. Um, going back to, you know, sort of creating headlines, do you not think, you know, I'm, I'm not maybe not going to name any names, but do you not think that Josh Lundberg would be interested in tying... <laughs> Tying this controversial <laughs> remark in with JJ Reddick's remark <clears throat> to get some clicks. Wow! You don't have to comment. Oh wow! I would just say Josh Lewenberg has a lot of fits. He does have a lot of fits. He has some Josh bright Lundberg colors. He does have a lot of fits, and he has a lot of uh, a lot of takes. He has takes. He has takes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kate. All right. Well. All right, guys. Well, it's good to hear from you. Pardon me. It's good to hear from you. Oh, it was good to hear from you guys too. I had a I had a topic to discuss last week, but it was too difficult to get through. Oh um, wow! You guys are really popular these days. Uh, apparently, we glowed up now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. No. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Peace. Okay, All right. I think that probably does it for calls. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, okay, for calling in. But 
before we go, we have to give our styling suggestions. Yeah. It's really the signature segment. Actually, we have also one more KFC hotline message to get to. But before we we, we end the show with that one, let's uh, let's get to our styling suggestions. Yeah. Um. So this week, uh, the beginning of Winterlicious, uh, a restaurant festival here in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great restaurants. A lot of great in the city. restaurants have great uh, price fixed menus. Um, that's what I recommend to do in the city. But beyond that, I actually wanted to recommend that if you have the means to donate to the fire recovery in Australia. I spent two weeks away. A week of them was a week of that time was in Sydney. It's a wonderful place, a beautiful country, really fun people. Um, but the continent's on fire, and it's no joke. So if you have the means to donate to uh, WWF or um, any charity doing work in Australia, I'd recommend that to Stanley and to everybody listening. Will. All right. Will's going to add that hot really chips. put me on the spot. <laughs> wow. So my Stanley suggestion is not uh, altruism. My Stanley suggestion is tobogganing, which is a popular winter activity. Uh, the weather forecast for this week in Toronto calls for a lot, a of, lot snow. of snow. And uh, so, tobogganing. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, this is a, I mean, it's not an exclusive to Toronto by any means, but it's a very quintessential Toronto experience to go out yeah. tobogganing with your friends, especially if you are like 12 years old or something. Is but, there somewhere you want to suggest that Stanley go? Yeah, I mean, he should probably go to like Christie Pitts. It's probably the best the place. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. This, a lot of kids there. It's just fun, you know. You put on your winter gear, you slide, you're doing something. You're outside. You know, maybe you go to uh, Koreatown afterwards to get, uh, you know, something warm like a pork bone stew to like, you know, warm oh, yeah. you up after being cold all day. Go to the owl. <laughs> I mean, there's other ones on the owl. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Well, when Alex suggested the owl, I was a little surprised. There's some better <laughs> Korean restaurants there, but you know, a shout out to an OG classic and shout the out owl. To OG classic. I'm sure that was big when Alex was uh, was, was in his teens. <laughs> 40 years ago um so that does it for the podcast but before we leave we have one more kfc hotline message all right someone called in uh evidently a little bit frustrated with pat mccaw this is the message i hope it's can hate pat mccaw and how he has to throw a bounce pass um probably in one of my drunken stupors (laughs) yeah sorry the message originally is just hate pat mccaw and how he has to throw a bounce pass instead of a chest pass every single time but to you, it sounded very familiar. A voice it's, it's that you've sound, heard before. It sounded like someone uh, that I also known from Etobicoke, <laughs> which uh, you guys can ask, you know, you can decide for yourself. I hate Pat McCaw and how he has to throw a bounce pass. Um, probably in one of my drunken stupors. It really does sound. Anyway. Like, it was recorded live from the State Queen. Anywho, that's the show. <laughs> oh, God. We've had a great time. Thanks, everyone, we'll for listening. Um, thanks to KSC for sponsoring the show. And yes. uh, we'll be back next Friday and every Friday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.